I'm Ash. And I'm Heather. Welcome, Welcome to Pisces, Pisces Rising. Go deep or go home. We're two astrologers who both have Pisces Rising in our charts, and we want to talk about astrology with you. Hi, everyone. We're back a little late this time due to the pandemic. And we are recording this via phone, so just want to throw that out there in case our sound quality is a little off. We're doing what we can during this strange time. We are here to talk about Saturn, Saturn in Capricorn, Saturn in Aquarius, Saturn as a whole, Saturn returns, and how they affect anyone and everyone. I'm a big fan of Saturn, and it's... A lot of it has to do with actually experiencing and enjoying my Saturn return and really getting to know it through having the Saturn return. But leading up to it, I was very skeptical of Saturn until I was able to really embody the planet and understand it. So the first thing that I want to say is I think there's a misconception of Saturn being all about what you should have. And there is some of that, there is, should is a really good word to use with Saturn, or a word that lines up with Saturn, but it is also quite the great manifesting planet. It's all about things that are tangible. It's about money. It's about discipline. It's about willpower. And it's about really getting your life together and building something that has form and tangibility that allows you to feel secure. So those are the really good things that I think Saturn brings that sometimes go under the radar because of the extreme discipline that Saturn can hold. It is a little bit of a rigid planet. It loves to follow rules and loves for things to be practical and have a place. Saturn orbits in each sign about every two to two and a half years. It passes through one sign to the next. And usually between those signs, there's a period of retrograde where it will go back into the previous sign it is in to add to that Saturn return. So you can be safe to say that the Saturn return is about a two and a half year period. Saturn to me is the more serious planet. It definitely doesn't have the same lightness and playfulness that Jupiter or the sun have. It is kind of a dense energy, but like Heather said, there is a real building that can happen when Saturn is transiting you or if you have a strong natal Saturn. This is going to make you more industrious, more of a hard worker. It's going to really be a good energy for manifesting real tangible things in your life. But if you're not willing to put in that work, then Saturn can sort of wreak havoc. And so Saturn does have the nickname, the Lord of Karma. And basically Saturn just brings to light the things that we haven't dealt with. And so in some ways that can feel really stressful if you have a lot of stuff you've kind of shoved into the closet of your psyche. Saturn's going to open the door and be like, you didn't clean your room, you just shoved everything in the closet. And so with that, that can feel like it really brings a lot of a mess, but it's all sort of the stuff that we did to ourselves in, in a way. And I do think that 
it can be an intense period, especially as we get into talking about Saturn return, but it can also be really good at learning how to create form and structure in your life and to really build something that will last. Saturn is a planet of hard work and it's a planet of industriousness. So if you can work within that energy, you can really accomplish a lot and there are rewards at the end of that. Saturn doesn't just take it also gives if you're willing to put in the time yeah you could literally use it to manifest if you know your Saturn return is coming and you already know what you want in life you can take that time of having Saturn back in your house to manifest the things you're desiring that are in the material world it is going to make you want to manifest regardless when you experience it, but it's more about where you feel like you should be versus where you are. So I believe when you are experiencing Saturn, if you can, um, if you can accept where you are and do some diligent work to change that and bring more structure in your life, it's going to serve you so well. But if you keep ignoring and shoving things into the closet and not looking at what you have and where you're at and how you think, it will wreak havoc. Um, I liked what you expressed, Ashley, about about it being a karmic planet and it being like thoughts that could be stuck in the back of your mind that haven't been dealt with, Saturn bringing those to the surface. I hadn't actually thought about it in that way, but it does make a lot of sense that it could also bring repression and a lack of expression. If you think of Capricorns not being the most expressive sign of the zodiac in emotion, Saturn is very much like that. It's not all feely and feely. It's more like pragmatic and structured and what you have and what you own and the actions you take to build a life in the world. Right. Yes, I definitely agree with that. I think that Saturn has a serious quality to it, and it's a maturity, too. Saturn's a very mature planet. It's got wisdom, but not necessarily in the same sort of way that like, I feel like Jupiter has wisdom, too, but Jupiter is more of, like, a philosophical, spiritual type of wisdom, whereas Saturn is more pragmatic, like you, like you use that word. And it is good at figuring out how to navigate the material plane. And if you haven't conquered that part of yourself, that can feel very difficult when you're going through a heavy Saturn transit. But really, Saturn doesn't necessarily want to cause problems. It's not a planet that brings chaos like Uranus might be. It is more a planet that wants to create form and structure so that you can benefit and you can profit. Saturn is not, you know, a bad news only planet. All right, so we should now move to Saturn in Aquarius because that's where it just arrived at a couple weeks ago. Saturn entered Aquarius on... March 22nd, and it'll be there until July 1st when it dips back into Capricorn for almost the rest of the year. So we're going to be experiencing Saturn and Aquarius for the next 
couple months and then solidly again for 2021. And these are very different placements. I mean, you have Saturn in Capricorn, which is structured and it's where it belongs, and then it goes into Aquarius, which is rebellious. And it's a really good time to see where the systems are failing because Aquarius energy is going to show you that and Saturn energy is going to show you the system and Aquarius energy is going to rebel against the system. So this is a really interesting combination. It's more lighthearted and maybe could give a twinge, like a little teeny bit of fun to Saturn, to this rigid structured planet. But it's more about breaking things down, getting to the bones, exposing, um, really understanding the shifts that need to happen more on a global level. Aquarius is humanity. It is the collective consciousness. It's all the people of the world where the Capricornic energy, you will notice it's easier to think about yourself. It's very interesting, actually, that all this energy is going on in the world with the pandemic and Saturn being in Aquarius because that is all of us. And it's what care do we need to have every single person be able to get through this and be okay, where the energy of Saturn in Capricorn is more like, what do I need to make more money? What do I need to have a better house? How do I expand? How do I progress in my work? So the shift are going to be obvious. The shifts of when Saturn goes back into retrograde in July, it's going to be something that's going to be obvious to feel going from Aquarius, this rebellious, uh, uplifting, kind of shaky place, to going back into Capricorn, rule-following, structure, long-term solution. It will be interesting to see the flip-flopping energy of these two signs, and it will be also really interesting to see what ends up happening with the world and with everyone because there is less of a singularity with Saturn in Aquarius compared to Saturn in Capricorn. Yes, I agree 100%. I think that Saturn and Aquarius, where it is now, there is definitely a focus on humanity, the bigger picture of what that means. And Aquarius is really about dissolving boundaries. Aquarius is a freedom-seeking sign, kind of like Sagittarius in that way. And so within the framework of Aquarius, Saturn is going to be much less restrictive than it normally is. And so with that, we're seeing a lot of nations kind of coming together, a lot of it feels lately like we're all just people of the world rather than within certain countries or within certain regions. And I don't think that's going to necessarily just go away as soon as Saturn goes back into Capricorn. At least I hope not. I mean, obviously I, you know, would like for the pandemic to end, but as far as the, the higher ideals that are coming out of this, as far as us working together as a world unit is great. And do you think that that will change a lot when Saturn goes back into Capricorn? 
I actually had this vision of the Aquarian energy shaking things up and being like, everything needs to change right now and we need to work together. And then it going back into Capricorn and it building the structure on how, and then it goes back into Aquarius again. And if that structure is already set in play for that six-month period of the how and the productivity of putting those implements into play, and, and specifically the implements that came up when the Saturn in Aquarius is, like, verbalizing, like, let's work together, let's make this work. The systems are failing us, so we need to get together and help each other in, in humanity, help everyone. And then it goes into Capricorn, and Capricorn begins to implement those ideas because it wants to work, and it might have to get used to working in a very different structure than it has worked before, but it could be productive during that time. And then it goes back into Aquarius. And by 2021, it's like fun for all of us on a level. We have a whole new system that ideally works because it's more about the people than the white entitled men who are in power. Exactly. Yeah. So we have, so Saturn's going to dip back into Capricorn July 1st and then it will be there until December 17th, and then it enters Aquarius for good and won't be entering Capricorn again for another 28 years. So this is kind of our last chance for a while to really utilize that Saturn and Capricorn energy this second half of the year. And so as we're going through the next couple months with Saturn and Aquarius, I think that you're right. This is all about sort of the revolutionary energy. And Saturn's not necessarily comfortable with that. It's not a planet that really likes to shake things up. It doesn't really love surprises, I feel. But I think that it can get behind it if it's working towards a bigger concept or if it's building up toward a larger shift. Saturn is willing to put in the work, even if it's a little bit out of its comfort zone. The other thing to point out, too, is Aquarius is a fixed sign. The modality is fixed. So even though it's an air sign, which covers everything, the energy of the fixed modality, it's going to end up on the ground. It's going to end up tangible. So the actions that happen when Saturn is in Aquarius, they're not going to vaporize. Or I guess like you were saying, it, it dissolves boundaries, but it brings growth, growth of working together, growth of individuality and and working together and accepting that we're individuals and being able to allow things that are different to feel foundational and useful as well. This whole thing just now, I keep getting the image of the card, the Wheel of Fortune, etched in my brain, specifically the rider weight wheel of fortune where you have the Jupiter or the circle with the devil around it and all those fixed signs in the corner, the Leo, the Aquarius, the Taurus, and the Scorpio. Those signs hold everything together. So right now where the world is like spinning and things feel like it's out of control, we have a lot of signs that are in Earth right now, a lot of planets that are in Earth, like Uranus and Taurus, and all the planets that are currently in Capricorn, and then the fixedness of the 
Aquarian, Saturn, something physical, when this is over or even before it's over, this whole, this is definitely a restructuring time that will be very physical. Some things are going to be broken that can't be fixed, and some things will just get reused and fixed. But right now, that energy of the fixedness, that there is a sense of security and a sense of things being held together astrologically with that fixed Earth energy, and there's both the energy of things breaking down, and then when they're able to hold together again, it's going to ideally be in a new way that actually works. I mean, the key word for Aquarius is in, is invention. It's inventiveness. And again, Aquarians are so much about people and humanity and freedom, they are going to invent a way to make it work. It's actually going to be something graceful about Saturn and Aquarius, go back into Capricorn and then back into Aquarius. Okay, I like that. Yes, I think that Aquarius is not always the warmest, like, one-on-one, like, working on the level of, like, interpersonal, but they have a lot of warmth and empathy for humanity as a whole. And so having Saturn in this placement is going to really put the focus on everyone, the good of everybody. And I think that Aquarius is also maybe one of the more conspiratorial signs. So they're going to kind of dig up all the dirt that has been sort of hidden in the the muck over the last however many years. And they're going to be like, look at this. Let's revolt. Let's not stand for this. And then during the Capricorn phase of Saturn going back into Capricorn, we can kind of be break it down a little bit. And I don't think there's any going back to normal. I heard some people say when things go back to normal, I don't think that that's really going to happen. Then there'll be a new normal, at least hopefully. And Saturn can usher that in. Saturn of all the planets, I think, is really the energy that will allow us to build something very stable and something that will work for everyone. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about Saturn returns. And so if you have your natal Saturn in Aquarius, you are going to have your Saturn return over the next two or so years. And if you have your natal Saturn in Capricorn, especially in the last, like, five degrees of Capricorn, so if your natal Saturn is between 25 and 29 degrees Capricorn, you had a Saturn return and you're going to have a continued (laughs) Saturn return as the planet retrogrades back. Saturn retrogrades every year, and it's usually for at least a few months. So basically a Saturn return, what that means is that, or any planetary return, but we're specifically talking about Saturn, and that's probably the one you hear the most when you're hearing about returns in general. So a Saturn return just means that Saturn is in the exact same placement in the sky as it was when you were born. And Saturn takes between 28 to 30 years to make a full rotation through all of the astrological signs and to make it back to where it was when you were born. And because it happens every 28 years or so, you're likely to have at least a couple Saturn returns in your life, sometimes three, I would say, depending on how old you live to be. But Saturn return is kind of a coming of age in a way. And When it happens, that ushers in the transit of Saturn conjunct Saturn. So it's transiting Saturn conjunct your natal Saturn. 
And this is a really potent time. It is a time when structures in your life can break down. Big changes can happen. Sometimes it brings in really positive change. It's not always negative, but it can also bring about some painful things. It can show us areas in our life that aren't really working, and it gives us the choice. Do you want to keep doing this thing that maybe isn't resonating with your higher purpose, or do you want to try to find the thing that's your own? And it's a little bit like a midlife crisis, but it happens a little bit earlier than that. And some ways that this can manifest are maybe, you know, you could lose your job or have, you know, I've I've heard some people during Saturn Returns have like a parent that is ill or it can be more positive. They're also very life-changing and very potent. It's like you're an adult and you're officially building your foundation of how you want your life to look. That makes perfect sense. I feel like during my Saturn return, I kept hitting certain walls in my life and certain things that just weren't working. And it was like the lesson just had to get presented to me over and over. And it was very frustrating at the time. But then as soon as I learned the lesson, the the whole issue fell away. And I started some of the work that I'm still doing today. And I feel like it kind of cut away some of the illusions that I was operating under. And especially if you're aware of astrology, you're aware of when your Saturn return is, you can be on the lookout for those things. And you can kind of see, like, what are these things that I am doing that aren't really resonating with me, these things that aren't necessarily the work I want to be doing for the rest of my life. It's a really good check-in to see, are you happy with what's going on? One thing that I've noticed is the amount of people that get married and have big, elaborate weddings during Saturn return and then get devoted when Saturn is gone. So like at 27, you get it at 27 and a half, you'll feel this need, oh, I should be married. I'm 27. I, I'm looking back at my life, and these are the things that I've acquired, and these are the things that I haven't gotten yet, and this is what I think I should be doing. Yes. So you don't actually feel a desire to do it. Ideally, that's what you want to do. Ideally, you want to feel the desire. But more of what happens is you think you should be in a certain place because you're watching the world, and this is what an adult do. So you meet somebody, you get married, you buy a house, and then 31 hits, and you're like, ooh, I don't know if I feel. I don't know if I'm loving this person. I don't know if I'm loving my home. What did I do? And then you begin to, like, destructure the structure you thought you should have had. So it's really important if you have not experienced your Saturn return yet and you know it's coming, check in with your emotions, check in with your desire because you are, you're going to get what you either think you should have or be where you think you should be or you will manifest what you desire because Saturn is one of those things where like you can accidentally think of something or be thinking about something and then have all these expectations about it. That is how things get created. Saturn is going to give that form. It's going to give your mind form so you can see it in the outside world. So what you ponder then is going to be built. So it's important to really check in and make it be more about a decision you want to make instead of a pondering because that's going to turn into accidental manifestation. Yes, Saturn is a potent manifesting planet for sure. 
I really like your example of the people that sort of make these major life changes because they feel a sort of external pressure on them. And maybe it's not actually nobody in their life is actually putting it on them, but they're just looking at examples of what a 28-year-old should be doing in society. Or maybe they are dealing with parents that are like, why I want grandkids, you know, or whatever the case, but they're feeling this sort of pressure. And so it can go a couple ways. You can reject that pressure and be like, actually, no, I want to wait to get married. I don't actually love this person or you might just do it and then have that regret later on. And some people live with that until their next Saturn return. Yeah, that's that's a good point, too. I actually know. Oh, man, I have a bunch of people flashing to mind with that being the case, too. Yeah, like some people will get divorced around their second Saturn return. And that's because it kind of wakes them up to be like, oh, I did this thing when I was 28 and I've been living with it just because I thought maybe I should have, but I don't actually have any sort of passion here in this situation and I am done with it. They also say too that the Saturn returns get easier based on how you handle the first one. I don't, I can't say that I've experienced that yet, but I have heard people that have experience to say that and look forward to their second one. Yeah, I feel like I was aware of mine while it was happening. I knew about astrology at that point. I was studying it, but I still feel like maybe there are a couple things I would do differently. I am experiencing a lot of Saturn transits right now, and it's funny because, like, when I saw them coming, I'm like, oh, I can handle these Saturn transits, but then they came, and they brought a lot of change to my life, and there were moments when I'm like, wow, actually, no, this is awful. (laughs) Get me out of this. But honestly, Saturn really is only – I don't want to say it's only as bad as you make it because it maybe is a little more intense than that, but ultimately it's the work that you put in and it's the energy that you're manifesting within the framework of the Saturn transits and the Saturn return. I remember you talking about you were getting ready to be hit with Saturn and you're like, the only thing I have going on is a bunch of these Saturn transits and I think it's going to be okay. And actually, it is okay with everything you have going on now. Things are falling into place pretty quickly. But it is very interesting thinking back on you talking about it in, like, maybe November or October and then now. And I just realized that I saw that whole thing play out for you while you were experiencing it. Now it's just making sense of it. Maybe I should share my story with our listeners so they have an example of Saturn and what it can do. So my partner and I have been house sitting and we've been taking care of this beautiful house the last several years. And actually it was around the beginning of my Saturn return that we started taking care of this house. And we just got news a couple of weeks ago in the midst of all my intense Saturn transits that we had to vacate the house. And It's funny because I had been feeling for the last year like I wanted more stability. I wanted a house that we wouldn't have to move out of every summer. In a way, I got what I was asking for. It just the timing of it was not maybe what I would have picked, (laughs) but it all ended up working out. To mention the zero degree thing. Oh, yeah. So when we moved into this house, Saturn was at zero degrees Sagittarius. And when we left, it was at zero degrees Aquarius. And that is pretty interesting to me. So 
when I had my Saturn return, I basically had my child with my long-time partner and bought a business literally all within the same three months. It was like Saturn was right on top of me. And my son, I have a 24-degree Saturn in Leo, and when I had him, Saturn was 24 degrees in Leo. So he has his Saturn in the exact same place and degree that I have mine. So the next time I experience my Saturn return, my son will be going through his Saturn return for the first time. So that will be very interesting to see pan out. And I feel like that probably happens a lot because, we, as we mentioned earlier, one of the things that people tend to feel inspired to do is to have a child during their Saturn return. And what we mean by a Saturn return, basically it's any time Saturn, transiting Saturn is within like probably five degrees of your natal Saturn. So that can go on for about, you know, like a year, year and a half, depending on if Saturn retrogrades back and forth or sometimes even longer, I guess. But yeah, I think that that probably happens a lot with a parent sharing the same or about the same degree Saturn with their child. I know my mom has her Saturn within one degree of mine, so we go through our Saturn return at the same time as well. The other thing to mention about Saturn, too, is it's really the planet of contraction. So it's interesting to think of labor and contracting during a Saturn return because it is there's something really, I guess, physically painful about it. It brings great reward, but for a little while, it does make that energy really tight, and it makes it contract inside to be able to really understand what's going on and really understand your own inner dynamics. So there's a lot of internal contraction that comes with that. And Saturn is also referred to as the planet of the father. I don't really know how to word it. There's a masculinity to it as well, and it's very much like grandpa or your strict dad that just wants you to be the best you can be and wants to hold you to a high amount of respect, and that really needs to be earned. You really need to earn Saturn's respect by giving an example of being able to do and work for what you want to do. And it just doesn't really like laziness. It kind of gets really judgy if you just like sit back and let let it unfold. And that's another time where you might feel like more hit by it if you're just surrendering and being like, woe is me. I'm just going to wait for this to pass or I'm going to go with the flow. Saturn doesn't really flow. It builds. So being able to work with it and work, it's going to honor you, but you need to be able to honor that Saturn in your chart by delivering physical action. Yeah, Saturn really loves that, depending on what it is. I mean, it could be something you enjoy even. Like, let's say you're trying to write a novel you know, that could be fun for you, but it's still hard work and it's still going to take a lot of time. And Saturn will reward you for that at the end, but you need to put in the work every day and whatever the case may be, whatever it is you're trying to manifest. If you're putting in the work every day or, you know, a few times a week, you're just constantly building up toward that in whatever way you can, then there is a reward that comes at the end for the hard work. So we're going to look at a chart for one of our listeners that sort of relates 
to the subject today. This is a Libra that we're looking at. And we're going to shorten this segment just a little bit. We're just going to kind of try to keep this chart segment on topic to whatever the episode is about that week. And if you do want to get an astrology reading with us that covers your full chart, we offer that. There's info at the end of the episode, or you can get in touch with us on social media. So we need an alias for this person, which I actually didn't think ahead of time, but now that I'm looking at the chart, I'm going to say salt and pepper. There's sets. There's lots of sets. Sets of Gemini, sets of Leo, sets of Libra, and then the last set being the set with Capricorn and Saturn being in that last set. So we are going to talk about salt and peppers, Saturn in Capricorn in the 12th house. So salt and pepper had his Saturn return within the last couple years because natal Saturn is in Capricorn at 18 degrees. So he would have had his Saturn return probably 2019, I would imagine. I could look up the exact date. While you're doing that, I will talk about a little bit about Saturn being in the 12th house. So salt and pepper Saturn is in Capricorn in the 12th house. The Capricorn is a little rigid, but the 12th house is going to be very, like, soft and elusive. You've got Saturn in this place. It is also conjunct Neptune, which is a very elusive planet. This is really going to soften Saturn and make the work and the vision very, very dreamy. It's still going to be productive with it being in Capricorn, but there's going to be something dreamy about it. I have a feeling that this person makes a lot of art and is a creator, like a a, a person that creates things that are abstract as opposed to as as they are. So definitely it's the Saturn and then a couple other things sprinkled in the chart that just indicate this kind of colorful, vibrant, elusive person and having Saturn come return to this energy is going to give that elusivity a little bit more perspective and a little bit more grounding and if you are an artist, Salt and Pepper, I bet you your work really got tangible the past couple of years. Yes. So Salt and Pepper's Saturn return would have happened starting in February 2019, went through July 2019, and then there was a retrograde, and then it hit again November and December 2019. So this 2019 was likely a very transformative year for you. And anyone who has their natal Saturn and Capricorn probably had a pretty transformative 2019 overall. I agree about that. I can see that sort of abstraction that you're talking about here in this chart. And looking at the chart in the whole sign system, Saturn is in the 12th house. And so that's interesting because the 12th house is sort of the subconscious. It's kind of what lies beneath what we can see, what we can feel. It's a little bit hard to pinpoint. And so having Saturn there, it's I feel like Maybe 2019 was a little intense because it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier. If you have the tendency to sort of push things into the closet, then they can all come out at once. And so there might have been a little bit of a tumultuous time in 2019. But I bet that with your Saturn and Capricorn, you have the grounding and stability to create these new structures. So if you're able to put in that work, which I feel like there's a lot of planets that would suggest that you – would be able to do that, that you found 
that transformation to be something positive in the end. So we're going to come to a close. You can keep submitting questions or, sorry, birth times and dates, and then we will get to you depending on the topic. Some of your questions really inspire some good topics. Yeah, we're going to do a few of your suggestions as future episode topics. So please keep sending in suggestions, anything you want to learn about, about astrology in general. We're very excited to see those rolling in. So until next time. Thanks for listening to Pisces Rising. If you have an astrology question you'd like us to discuss on the podcast, you can email us at PiscesRisingPodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at at Pisces Rising Podcast or like us on Facebook. You can visit stonesandstuff.com, that's S-T-O-N-E-S-A-N-D-S-T-U-F-F.com for info on booking an astrology reading. Have a magical day.